2: welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis, got my brother Quentin with me, as always. That was a band called Prong with the song For Dear Life. It was on their 1990 album Beg to Differ. And that's who we are talking about today on our very last metal episode for Metal Month. Technically, it's November and Metal Month was October, but you know, whatever.
3: And we tried,
2: you know, it's our sidetrack, it's going to be short and sweet. This is our sidetrack to the Metallica episode last week. So here we are, Q. We're wrapping it up. Tell, tell me five things that you've learned about metal. Uh, whoa dude didn't think that i was gonna throw you a pop quiz did you
3: uh number one uh thrash means fast okay that's fine <laughs> number two i'll give it to you uh well come on let me say this man i am i'm i'm done with it dude right. how do you listen to metal all the time i don't oh okay. i don't listen to metal year round uh, you gotta spread what? it out you know so wait do do you go month months at a time without listening to metal
2: I mean, I'm like that with all kinds of music. You know, you go, you sure genres, kind of. You know, you, you go in, and you you're on a you're on a metal fix. You know, for a couple of months, and then you swing the other direction. Okay. Well, the one band that I really enjoyed was Chemists. That is the the newest metal band that we talked about. Like those guys are really young. They've only been on the scene for like five years, if that. So yeah, that's really interesting. And, you know, chemists, their whole thing is, is sort of mixing together metal from over the decades and, and creating their own sound. So that is funny that you said that. You know, they are, I think I may have said this on that episode, but like, I feel like they're in a very approachable band. You know what I mean? Even for people who aren't fans of metal. So yeah, I, I like the singer's voice. Yeah, I think they've got a little something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I will say this
3: too, dude. I know moving forward, I will be listening to Ghost
2: every October from now on. Yeah. I mean that's 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 another one that <laughs> just, you know, anybody can get into Ghost if you're in the right frame of mind for some Satan worship.
3: The what was that? What's the song called? Welcome Year Zero? Year Zero, yeah. Year Zero? Oh yeah, dude. I'm I'm gonna play that every Halloween.
2: You have to I mean it's one of those things where like, if I ever do a haunted house again, ghost that's that's all I'm gonna play is ghost, <laughs> yeah, all right, so some of you may have caught our bonus episode that dropped on Halloween, um hope you enjoyed it. that was kind of fun to put together. I talked about a band called the Undoing of David Wright. We went a little bit more punk for that one, so
3: it gave you a little break from the metal,
2: yeah, but that was um. I think I think I'm going to stick stick to uh, to what you said. That that might be the first time that undoing of David Wright has ever appeared on a podcast.
3: I, I feel pretty confident in that, dude. Me too. So we're better than all the other podcasts.
2: Here we what are. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> does that make us Does that make us better or does that make us worse? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, so this is our. Like I was saying, this is our last metal episode for a while. Uh, the next few episodes we got lined up are going to be a dramatic shift, um, and I'm excited about it, man. I'm ready to to mix it up a little bit. Me too. Me All right, too. so we're talking about Prong today. Let's let's get let's get into it here.
3: How did you find out about these guys? How long have you been a fan of Prong? Uh,
2: honestly, just over the last few years, they they came up on my radar. Um, just digging through Spotify. Um, It was probably one of those things where I found them on another band's, you know, related artists page. You know, that's basically how it went down. I find a lot of good artists that way. Oh, my God. Yeah. So um, these guys are technically a thrash metal band as well. So that's why we're doing them after Metallica, because Metallica, as we talked about, was one of the pioneers of thrash metal. Uh, These guys are also called and thrown into the groove metal camp. So cute. Now oh,
3: hang on. Hang on. Groove metal. Yeah. That's the thing?
2: Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. What is groove metal? You so- I feel like I just blew your mind somehow.
3: Well, you so you're telling me that, that that you could be a groove metal band and be that distinctive as to warrant having that like label
2: i mean think about it dude i feel like we've had these conversations about bands outside of metal right how would you describe Mm -hmm. mr twin sister uh
3: you would have to use
2: more than one genre right
3: sure sure sure
2: right okay well that's the same thing yeah okay groove metal is just a like uh uh, like a subset of, of metal but, um, you know it's like a tag, man. It's like a, a tag on a right on a um, If you were to, to, to classify these guys, you might throw them under multiple genres, but stylistically, they have elements of thrash metal and groove, groove metal. And groove metal is an offshoot of thrash metal. But so what does groove metal mean? It's got the like the intensity and sometimes the speed of thrash metal. But more often than not, it's played at more of a mid tempo. So it's the 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 intensity of thrash metal, but not necessarily as fast as thrash metal. So it's more it's got more of a groove to it. So bands that are that are classified as groove metal would be bands like Pantera, Sepultura, who I've talked about before. Okay. All right. So Prong. Let's talk about these guys for a second. So um, their very first release, they had two independent releases. First one came out in '87, which is when when you and I were independently released.
3: <laughs> uh, that's the right. second time you've made a joke like
2: I that. I know, brother. dude.
3: <laughs> no, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I like it.
2: Okay. Uh, and then their their first record under a major label came out in
3: 1990. <laughs> Sorry,
2: oh, dude. I'm
3: just, I'm just laughing at your. I'm laughing at your joke, man. That's good. Independently <laughs> released.
2: <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, okay. that you and I were re- we were released together. <laughs> we weren't released independently of one another. But whatever. Hey, you uh, know
3: what? I think two minutes counts as independent from one another.
2: That's true. That's true. All right, uh, man. We're we're way off. We're way off track here, dude. We're off the rails on this episode. Whatever. Okay. It's a sidetrack. Let's, let's stay focused here. We're gonna stay focused here. We're getting off track on the okay. side track. Can we you know play? Let's play a song. Okay. All right. Fine. Here's all you need to know about these guys. First album came out. First album under a major record label came out in 1990. It's called Beg to Differ, and we're gonna play some tunes off of it. What more do you need to know?
3: I want to know who came up with that album cover because
2: it's dope. Well, I could tell you. It's a fellow by the name of. Brian Pusshead Schroeder. Uh, his nickname what? was his nickname
3: was Pusshead for some reason. How do you how do you get a nickname like that?
2: I don't know. Oh There's a lot okay. of ways you can get that nickname. But yeah, it's cool because it, it kind of looks like a, a comic book uh, panel, you know? Like yeah, three panels yeah. on a comic book. And you know, the '90s was like the resurgence of comic books, you know. So uh, that's probably not a coincidence. Okay. Let's play some tunes. Let's do it. Uh again, these guys are called prong. The intro track that you heard at the beginning of this episode was one of the singles off the record called For Dear Life. But we're not gonna play any more singles going forward. Let's jump into a song called Beg to Differ.
3: I'm into that, dude.
2: You liked that? I liked it. There you go, man. Yeah, I can see the I can see the grooviness. Yeah, um, but there are moments of, of of thrash. Totally. Yeah, I liked the um, the drummer.
3: I sounds like he he was he's playing an electronic kit, or the you know the the way the
2: snare drum is miked, the the like the reverb on it and stuff.
3: Yeah, that was really cool. I liked that. And I liked how he doubled up on the hi-hat there towards the end of the clip.
2: That was cool. Well, there you go, dude. My my job is done here. I've introduced you to another metal band that you that you like.
3: Yeah, dude. Uh, you know what? Hats off to you, man, for this past month. I think you did a good job picking
2: picking bands. Thank you. I've been entertained, at the very least. There's a lot of other bands that uh, I would have liked to talk about so we'll have to do this again sometime we're not done yet though we're not do you <laughs> think that was all I got to show you i'm i'm going to show you more than that too. but that uh, gave you a little can we talk taste. about
3: the uh, why they have a song called In- interminstrel what
2: the fuck i don't know dude i don't know the story <laughs> behind that i didn't look into it <laughs> uh i don't know what to tell you about that one yeah it's called inter In- interminstrel dsb i don't DSB? know what dsb stands for dude does that say for something? Should we know what that means? Let's look it up. Let's look it up. I have no
3: idea. Well, uh, oh, DSB. Uh, deadly. S-
2: no. I'm that's got to be, be it, dude.
3: Deadly. <laughs> why not,
2: man? What deadly semen buildup? I bet you that's it. I mean, come on. This is a metal man, dude.
3: Oh, my God. Medical condition caused by prolonged lack of sex. <laughs> We're going off the rails, bro. <laughs> that's probably what it means.
2: Okay. Yeah, all okay, um, right. God. All right, sorry. All right, I wanted to play one more song here. Um, but yeah, Beg to differ I think showcases what is generally re- meant by groove metal, you know. It was very it's it's a lot more mid-tempo, you know. Uh but the the the, the you know, the distortion and the tone on their guitars matches um you know the more kind of classical classical that's kind of a funny term to use for thrash but the more classic thrash sound um okay yeah. let's play uh let's play track two real quick uh this song is called steady decline <laughs>
3: Dude, I'm a sucker for that sound that he's got out of that snare drum. It's really cool. I can't figure out if it's an electronic kit or or if it's just the way they've got it mixed in there. It works, So the name of the drummer
2: is Ted Parsons, uh, if you're curious. Um, Yeah, so go ahead. You're about to say something.
3: Oh, um, another band that I was into briefly... um, I think they're classified as stoner rock or stoner metal. Uh you know the band
2: Red Fang? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Prehistoric dog. He's a really good album.
3: I feel like that might be in line with this style of metal. What am I far off there?
2: No, I don't think you're far off. Um
3: Maybe that's more in line with groove. Metal. I know Red
2: Fang is, is is like you said, more more stoner rock um yeah, uh, which yeah, again sure. I like
3: I I don't know what what makes Stoner Rock Stoner Rock but I was getting some of those those yeah. vibes. Actually, you know what? So Red Fang is also classified as sludge metal.
2: Yeah. Man. I mean they're they're more she can't um, keep up. Can't keep up. Doom metal but not really. Yeah, I can see, see why they're not.
3: Even you even you
2: have trouble. It's yeah, no, no, I mean that's the thing. Metal like I said, they've got there's so many subgenres for metal. Um it's hard to really classify. Dude a band often as as having one particular sound you know that at least not nowadays because i feel like metal bands these days are taking in so many influences from the past you know yeah like we were saying about chemists yeah exactly it's really hard to pin pin a band down i mean usually they will get one label thrown on them like how chemists gets the doom metal uh tag thrown on them even though they don't like that because they're trying to to do much more with their sound you know yeah so here's
3: what wikipedia has to say about prong along with groove metal and thrash metal industrial metal uh the fusion of heavy metal music and industrial music synthesizer or sequencer lines that could be in line with what i was hearing with the drummer maybe he is using an actual like a drum um drum machine or something uh crossover thrash fusion of thrash metal and hardcore punk
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you could hear some of that punk influence on that song we just played. Totally. Um, I mean, their first two records, which were independent releases before they were assigned to Epic Records, um, had more of a hardcore punk sound. So, like, their origin is hardcore punk. So, and then they, you know, that's that's why they got the crossover thrash label on them because they basically, you know, fused the two together for their sound, hardcore punk and thrash metal. Yeah. So. Cool. So, are, so are we saying we're not going to do what Your Herds anymore on our sidetracks? Is that what you told me earlier today, Q? Are you, do you want this on record, bro? I don't care.
3: <laughs> I don't know, man. You know what? All right. Let's, let's just try to keep our sidetracks under 30 minutes and we're at that mark. Let's play some whatcha Herds.
2: Okay. I hope Good. you got I something. Got oh, of course I do. I always got something. All right, cool. So, this is uh, was a bit of a surprise to me when I read this. So we did an episode on Eamon Tobin. Mm-hmm. So we talked about bricolage. Uh Tobin is one of my favorite um, electronic musicians. Um, I've been listening to him for years. And he has come out with some new material this year. Uh, in fact, he's come out with a lot of new material this year. So much so that I was like, this is bizarre that he's put out two full length albums in 2019 so far. So I looked into it and there was a interview that I read from him saying that he had like 12 albums worth of material that he's going to release in the next 12 months. Whoa. I was in like a, almost like a, a, a an album a month, you know. So
3: how long had it been since his last? It looks like I'm looking at it. It looks like 2011 was his last full length before these two. Yeah. So that makes um, sense, dude. Eight years worth of of shit.
2: Yeah. So so he's, you know, he's been cranking him out. But uh or I mean he's cranked you know, he's very prolific. He just hasn't released them yet. But um anyway, so um he put out um a record under a a pseudonym, um or you know, another another name that he records under. That's gonna be my watch here for today. So um I read that he had released three albums in 2019. I was like, wait a minute, I only see two. But that's because he released another one under this um, side project that he does called Only Child Tyrant. So uh, this album is called Time to Run, and the song that we're going to play today is actually the title track, Time to Run. So here we go. This is Eamon Tobin recording under his side project, Only Child Tyrant. that was cool dude yeah so it's it's a lot different than the stuff that he has has been releasing um lately under amon tobin so like it makes sense that he wanted to to put this out under a different name you know they reminded me of uh holy fuck yeah dude
3: right yeah industrial comes to mind the word industrial i feel like describes that pretty well yeah like it kind of seems like it's like you can see you know like automation and like yeah you know mechanical gears you know and i stuff feel like moving.
2: i feel like Eamon tobin's music has always given me that that,
3: that i think uh, so too.
2: that vibe but yeah so yeah. um i'm reading like a press release about this record so i don't know who is quoted as saying this but uh it says here i like this description of it intense angular indie rock made by acid dipped machines and I like, yeah. the, I like the way that this person said indie rock because there is a lot of guitar stuff in this record. Um, and he said, I've got a quote here from Tobin. He says, I've often made my favorite things when I wasn't overthinking. This record came about over a period of time between things I may well have been overthinking. It's fun to program drums that sound live and fake at the same time to make synths sound like guitars and have guitars played by robots. My enjoyment of these processes became a complete sound with its own personality, one that needed its own name. I hope you'll like it as much or at least nearly as much as I did making it. So perfect definition of a side project, right? Like he was just kind of playing around, experimenting with things. And he had come up with this sound that, that just became its own thing, you know. So anyway, I love Eamon Tobin. Um, I'll listen to anything he puts out from now to the end of time. So Anyway. If you like Tobin like I do, you can look forward to a lot more releases coming out of him over the next few months, like he was saying. Uh, he's got a, a lot of stuff uh, basically in, in the barrel ready to to get shot out at us. So more excitement to come. Cool. All right. What you got, Key? What you been hearing lately? All right. So. Uh, Man, you, hold you on. The Sun you Thunder sounded Ridian. like you were very depressed right then when you went into that.
3: Oh, really? You're like, oh, all right. Well, okay. Here's why. Here's why I sounded like that because I'm already just anticipating you not liking this because I know <laughs> historically you don't like anything that Bjork does, and this, I, yeah. So I found out uh, a few days ago that Bjork was in a band called the Sugar Cubes back in the '80s before she went solo. I had no idea. I've never heard this band until like. Let me just, when I heard it on the radio, I was listening to it and and I, you know, the the DJ, uh, you know, played it in, said, Hey, here's a a couple songs from the Sugar Cubes or whatever. And I heard it and I was like, That's Bjork's voice. And I thought that she had started something new and she was in a new band called the Sugar Cubes. But turns out this is a band from the 80s. Um, Anyways, I was a big fan of Bjork for a while. I kind of stopped paying attention to what she's been doing recently but uh anyway she was in an alternative rock band called the sugar cubes back in the in the mid 80s um let's just let the music play for itself this is from um i believe this was their debut album yeah it's called life's too good came out in 88 uh and this is a song called cold sweat
2: I mean, it was all right. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, it, dude. look, there was nothing. There's nothing um, all that unique about it. Like it, it just, It sounded like it came out of that era, you know. Like, sure, she. It, it sounded like she was she was channeling Bono or something like that, you know. Like it sounded kind of like a YouTube song from from that era, you know.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that.
2: I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. I think it's cool that she was in a that she was in like a post punk band back in the day. You know, like that's I had no cool.
3: idea, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, she, her voice just fucking gives me chills, man. Every time anything that she does just like sends the shivers up and down the spine, bro. I don't I don't know what it is about her. I think I think she might be just be an alien. I th- I think she's an alien.
2: That's <laughs> what it is? I don't think she's human. But yeah, um, that's cool. I mean, that's that's cool that you uh that you were able to. To be like, wait a second, that's Bjork's voice. Like you knew it instantly, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, so it was another song off this album called "Birthday" that they played first, and then they they faded into Cold Sweat. Um, but yeah, I, if you listen to the song "Birthday," well, I mean, it's it's Bjork. <laughs> that's the thing, and like you can't. Yeah. yeah there's yeah, no, sure. you know, there's no denying that voice. Um, yeah. But no, I, I seriously thought, oh, cool, she's in a new band called the Sugar Cubes. <laughs> well, it just uh, tells no you how
2: unchanging was... her voice is you know if you if you didn't think for a second that that sounded like a younger yeah. <laughs> oh that sounds like bjork from right. like what 50 years ago oh well, shit not that long ago 30 <laughs> ago, man we're not like that thir- old 33 yeah 32 years ago but yeah that's now what's interesting to me like what you said they're regarded as the biggest rock band to emerge from iceland
3: well, I is didn't that, say that I mean, on that on record. Really? I said that before we started plan- we're recording. But yeah, no. Apparently, they're they're one of the biggest biggest alt rock bands from Iceland. Now that's what it said on the description on Spotify. So who
2: knows who, who no, wrote that? But... that yeah, that's no, that's under that's the the source for that is a Rolling Stone article about Bjork that came out in okay. 2017. So
3: yeah, dude, I'd, I'd never heard of him. Man, never
2: heard of him. There you go. So, um. Yeah, that's it, man. Next week, we, uh, we're we going to shift gears finally. So if you've been waiting for us to, to, to stop talking about metal, it's about to happen. So you just got to wait one more week. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about one of the most successful bands of all time next week. One of the biggest bands ever. We're going to talk about them next week. So... There you we go. We don't do that you could, very often. No, we uh-huh. don't. But I mean, this is one of my favorite records. If I were to make a long list of my favorite records, this would be on that list somewhere. I don't. I wouldn't put it top ten, but but this record in particular. Let's put it this way: I can safely say this. This is one of my favorite debut records. Okay.
3: Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's it's something special about it. And you yeah. know what? No one even knows what we're talking about. So.
2: No, but hey, you know, I think we, we've given them some clues here. People can maybe start to try to guess, you know. One of the
3: biggest bands of
2: all time, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the truth. Okay, so um, there you go. That's that. What are we going to fade us out with today? Some more Prong? Uh, I actually do have a song from Prong that's going to fade us out. Uh, Q, do you remember, we were probably too young, and I was not a legit metalhead. To, to have watched this at the time But you've heard about Headbangers Ball on MTV, right? MTV, yeah, yeah MTV's, yeah So they had this thing called Headbangers Ball It was a heavy metal um, Basically it's when they would play Heavy metal music videos on MTV So um, One of the songs off of Beg to Differ Was used for commercial breaks During Headbangers Ball In the 1990s So um, if you watched that program back in the day, you're probably going to recognize this song. And that's what's going to fade us out. Uh, The song is called Lost and Found. And that's going to do it for us this week. My name is Travis. And my name is Quentin. See you all next week. (laughs)
4: Welcome to Woodstock Nation, your host, Marla Davies.
1: Hey, it's Marla Davies. Welcome to Woodstock Nation, celebrating the revolution, evolution, and life-changing magic of music festivals from Woodstock to today. Each week, I bring you interviews, recollections, and stories from musicians, concert promoters, influencers, music lovers, and festival goers about their love of music. The magic of music festivals and the power that music has that keeps bringing people out to celebrate together as a tribe. Since Woodstock, there have been so many festivals and it'd be hard fought to find somebody who hasn't been to one. Coachella, Bonnaroo, Outside Lands, Lockin', Lollapalooza, The Warped Tour, Bottle Rock, Cali Roots, Day on the Green, Live Aid, The Us Festival, and Woodstock. What all these festivals have in common are the people who come out with one mission to let go, have a good time, join together, make memories, and listen to music and dance. That's the magic of music festivals. We've interviewed original Woodstock artists, musicians, and festival goers, and are looking forward to connecting with more people who resonate with the vibe. If you've ever enjoyed yourself at a music festival, you'll love Woodstock Nation. Check out Woodstock Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Marla Davies for Woodstock Nation. Peace.
4: And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive.
0: It Looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can.
4: Stop. Instead of throwing money away, Move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football